Hey, 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 this is the White Rabbit and episode 11. Um, for all of you who listened to the last episode and couldn't wait for this episode, welcome back <laughs> so soon, so fast. Yeah, so let me dive straight into it because this episode I want to talk about my most crazy story in all my hitchhiking history and I want to zoom into it and how I approach dangerous situations and how I hope to inspire women and just people in general with this episode. Um, I do want to point out there that I'm an experienced hitchhiker I did this travel, I'm uh, doing a podcast about my travel, 300 days without using any money. At this point um, of this episode, we are back in 2016, in November. And yeah, I'm doing something crazy, like insane, like everybody warned me for this and I did know going into this travel that it does come with a big risk. Um, I didn't just do it and and then think about it. I like I did know uh, that it does come with big risk, um, and it was a risk I was willing to take. So last episode, I w- was left by the trucker on the side side of the road. And I still had to go 60 kilometers to Fosiguasu. So I'm standing there hitchhiking and a car stops in front of me, not behind me. And that's the first red flag that I had. Hmm. Because that's strange. If you're hitchhiking and somebody sees that, this person has only limited time to react like he sees you he and then he stops behind you because that's that's just the way it works like your brain tells you oh wait stop and then you already passed this person so it was very strange that this person was stopping in front of me um that being said i did was curious so um i i i left to check it out and i saw that it was a young guy. He must have been younger than me. So at this point, you have to handle like very quickly. So I had to get in touch with my intuition. And my intuition was saying, you can handle it. It's a little fishy, but you can handle it. Um, if this would have been an older man, I would have not gotten in the car. It was only because he was younger than me that I did get in the car. It was a Volkswagen Golf. And a typical uh, young dude sports car, I think. Like, yeah. So I dropped my bag in the back seat and I got in the front seat and we started driving and very fast like he didn't speak any English so I did try again with my dictionary and 
very quickly he explained to me like that he was from the military and that he was um uh gonna celebrate his birthday in in Fosseguasu but like for me the second red flags was like oh you're from the military I don't know this was judgmental coming from Europe you hear so many things about uh corrupted Uh, forces in South America and I, I know it's silly but like you know the cops and the military and everything in South America they're getting bribed like that's what we hear and so him being from the military I think he did it kind of a, as a um, to impress me but that didn't impress me at all like I was just thrown off by it to say the least um and there was like this he also had like a military card and he was like showing it to me as to prove he was like yeah as a as if i only to scare me more <laughs> so that was the second red flag and then he was saying that he was uh coming from rio de janeiro and he was driving to Foziguasu but remember I started in Rio and I hitchhiked first to Ubatuba then to Sao Paulo then I went to Botucatu with a detour then I went to Londrina and now only now I'm going to Botucatu and uh, to Foziguasu so there is quite a few stops there And these stops are made there for a reason because I knew I wouldn't be able to hitchhike in one day from Rio to Foseguasu. It's really far. In fact, it's 36 hours drive. So this guy was driving for a long time. Third red flag. Um, but all of these red flags, like I said, he's young and I can kind of feel that I'm like very present. Also important to know, at this moment in time, I was 26. Um, he told me he was going to celebrate his birthday because he just turned 21. And yeah, he was going to throw a party with his friends over there or something. Uh, like I said, I was sitting there with my dictionary trying to understand his Portuguese, trying my best to speak Portuguese. Um, also trying to explain my pre uh, project. I was tr trying to keep it light and a little bit, you know, like even though I had my judgment over him, um, I didn't want to feel like him that I didn't want him to feel that I, I judged him because in the end of the day, he he is a person and um, I didn't want to yeah make too much judgment only still be in tune with my intuition um, he was also speeding a lot he was driving super fast trying to impress me probably I don't know and he was texting while driving I really don't like people who text and drive really don't like it um He was probably bragging to his friends that he was picking, that he picked up this blonde girl who was hitchhiking from Europe. Um, I don't know what he was texting. Couldn't understand it. Couldn't breathe with him. But I've, it made me feel really uncomfortable. Ford, red flag. Uh, and then he stopped on the side of the road. And I think it was um, nine more kilometers. Yeah, so it was really close. 
Um, he stopped on the side of the road and he kept on texting. And I was sitting there like, uh, do I have to stay or do I have to go? Like, what's going on? And so I'm like showing him with the hand signs like you know what's going on do i have to stay like am i getting out of the car here watching on my phone remember i downloaded the 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 road up front and i was watching his every move we were still going in the right direction and then he said like something about ah yeah no i need to go to the baño remember from the last episode bathroom he needed to go to the bathroom did he mean he had to take a shower like the last trucker or did he mean he had to take a to a dump because he was i don't know because he was driving 36 hours and i don't know but then i was like looking at him he started the car again and he started driving more to the right more to my side not to the left to the, to the road where we were going on for the the past 50 kilometers no 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 he was driving to, more to the right and there was like a huge warehouse or something like huge gate a gate where a truck could go under um and there were two of these gates two big gates with like what's it called like literally like a garage gate yeah like that and I was so confused, like, because he said he needs a, a bathroom, and then he started the car, and then he came to this gate, and then he he opened his window. He like this all goes really fast, right? And he uh, opens the window, and he takes off a phone. There's nobody sitting there, but he takes a phone and he's talking in Portuguese. And then I can see something about opening hours on this on this gate, and this this garage gate goes open, and we drive through. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what, what, what? Wait, what? Hold your horses! I thought. So all of this is happening really quickly, and I I said like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, how long is this gonna take? In Portuguese, right? Because I was being polite, trying to speak Portuguese, and um, and at that time I said, "No, no, no, you know, no worries, one hour." And I'm like, "One hour? Nine kilometers in one hour? I could be there in one hour." So no, I'm gonna, you know, you can drop me off, and I'm gonna hitchhike. I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna wait for you to have a baño. Um. And he's like, no, 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 you know, half an hour, half an hour. And I'm like, eh. So at this moment, the gate closes behind me and I'm, I know I'm fucked. Like, this is not good. And all I can see was garage box after garage box after garage box. Like, it was like, I don't know, some sort of, it was outdoor, but it was some sort of storage space. Like, all these garage boxes and all these garages and gates and I was like, fuck, in my mind, I am going insane. But the first thing that I can think is like, be like poker face. He cannot realize that I'm freaking out in my mind and not knowing what to do. He cannot know because if he knows, he has control. But I'm going to be in control. So I'm like, okay, think, think, think. What are you going to do? 
think, think, think. And then I'm like, okay, if he needs a baño, he can just have his fucking baño. I will stay in the car. This is what I'm thinking. So he drives through one of the gates that he opens or that was opened for him. I don't remember. He drives through it and the gate shuts behind us and we're in a garage box at this point. So there's three walls, garage door behind us that just closed and one door like in a left corner on the side. And he's like, come, come, get out. And I'm like, no, thank you. You know, I'll stay here. I'm trying to keep it cool, poker face. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 come, come. And at that point, I'm again, okay, poker face. He cannot know that I suspect anything. He cannot know that I'm scared or that I'm freaking out. Okay, you're going to get out of the car because he cannot, you know, he, he's in control. He needs to think he's in control. So I get out of the car and I let him go first. Duh. Because maybe I'm going first and then he's going to hit me on the head or something. Like every scenario that is possible is going through my mind. I don't know what's behind that door. Maybe there's going to be 10 guys waiting for me. And at that point, I'm like, fuck, this is the moment that I appear in Belgian newspapers. Belgian girl died in Brazil. Unknown reason. Or military killed Belgian girl. I was like, there were a hundred headlines going, th rushing through my mind. And there, the one thought that was going through my mind was also like, this is what you signed up for. Like you knew that this kind of danger was like part of the adventure. So still with my poker face, I uh, walk behind a guy and then I see it. And then I just get pissed off because I enter that door and there's like a really big round bed with swans curling up like a heart shape. And at this moment, I realize, fuck, we're in a motel and I'm not going to be part of your motel story. There's like a see-through bathroom door with a beautiful rain shower and a beautiful shiny bathroom and shiny toilet and shiny fuck my ass like what is this like no 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 so I get really pissed off but I still had my poker face remember and he's like do you need a toilet un baño yo I need a baño uh-huh so I go really angry without much motion and like emotion in my face left I go to to through the see-through bathroom door I do not give a fuck that he can see me pulling my pants down to pee because I am now getting really mad and I think it's a toilet okay he needs a baño he can have his fucking baño I don't care I'm going back in the car like I'm going to wait over there. Like, if he needs a shower, sure. But I don't need a shower, dude. So I really wipe my ass in the most dirty, manly way I can. Put my pants back on. 
without him being able to see anything because I'm standing in the side and I'm like getting really, really freaking angry. But I can still control my temper because I think I cannot be the one who's angry at him because if I'm going to start being angry at him now, he has a reason to be angry at me. So uh, uh, uh. I'm going to still be in control of the situation. So I walk out and trying to control my nerves and I'm saying like, okay, I'm going to go to the car, but he's blocking the entrance to the car. And I can tell you, he was a big fella. And I thought all Brazilians were this big macho dudes. They're in fact, they're not, they're (laughs) often small, but this one was really tall and big. Like he was a big bloke. Um, so he's blocking the entranceway and I'm telling him like, you know, I'm showing him like, like I'm trying to shove him like, and he's blurting something in Portuguese. And at this moment, all my sympathy to speak Portuguese and have my little dictionary to with me to speak Portuguese to you is out of the door, mate. Like you just brought me to a fucking motel for whatever reason. And I got really, really, and I tell him like, sorry, I don't understand. And at this point, he shows me his phone and it says, let's have sex. Okay, this is where I lose my poker face. So I literally push him out of the way because I got really angry right now. You have to know that I did have a little uh, pocket, uh, like a pocket bag with me. And I had a knife with me this moment. But I thought, what am I going to do? Pull my knife at him? Like, he's a military dude. Come on. Like, <laughs> he has a million reasons to stab me right there there and then. So I, I didn't want to pull out my knife. <laughs> so I push him out of the way. I go to the car. I get really angry and frustrated now. And I'm, like, packing my bags. You know, I'm out of here. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, really? I'm fucking going. And while I'm packing my bags and thinking about this like what am I gonna do like go in front of a motel hitchhike to like the next person who's gonna pick me up will think that I was in this motel and he will make assumptions of me apparently this dude already had so I was like fuck and then I was like no way And the beast awakens in me. And I literally slam the the top of the car. And I'm looking straight in the eye. And at this time I feel this inner power coming out. And I tell him. You are now going to take me to Fos de Guasu. You're not going to look at me. You're not going to touch me. You're not even going to talk to me. And I get in the car. I take my shoes off. I put my bare feet on the dashboard and I say let's go and he just looks at me and he's like come 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 it's like trying to calm me down and I'm like come me you are a freaking military dude from 21 years old and you're gonna bring me problems I was like, I don't think so. I was like, everybody here in Brazil is, t- is telling me, peligroso, peligroso, peligroso. It's so dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. And you are going to bring me danger? I was like, no fucking way, dude. 
Like, do you know what you're doing? Do you realize what you're doing? Do you have any idea? And he was like, please, come, open the door. We will go. And he gets in the car. He closes the door. And I feel like, damn, in control. So I opened the window. I opened the gate because apparently there was a, a button right next to me which I didn't even know about. So I open the gate, the gate goes open, and we drive back, and I'm like, hell yeah, women power. We drive back, we drive back to the other gate. He picks up a phone again. He puts the key there. And I hear him blurt something like, no, no, she didn't want. He puts the phone back. The gate goes open and I'm laughing at this point because I'm enjoying this. I'm like, hell yeah, this is woman power. A man driving you in a corner like that. And I was like, yes, this is what I'm talking about, baby. We might not have strength in our arms the same as men do, but damn, we have this inner power like think about your mom and your dad when they were really really angry if your mom was furious you <laughs> were gone dude you were gone and this is like something that i learned in this moment we women we have a certain inner power that we can tune into and we can have this inner power we are so strong if we need to be with our words and our eyes and our actions that we don't need to pull off any aggression we can be very intimidating and very like ah and at this po moment i felt so free we were on the road to fosdiglasu and i was like oh yeah right military card let me check what's your name your name is this let me write your name down not that i did anything with that i probably have it on my own phone old phone still but i didn't do anything with his name he was freaking out this moment he was like oh he was like a little puppy <laughs> i was enjoying this so much um but then i started thinking fuck okay this is going really great for me um i was strong and independent and i just completely changed the situation to my hand like a completely transformed this situation into something that he would never expect it to transform in and um, but for him it's gonna go two ways he's either gonna regret that he did this and he will never do it again or he will regret the way he reacted to my behavior and he will think fuck next time i should have done this or i should have done that and I wanted to take the opportunity away that he would ever do this to somebody else again. Because um, the next girl or the next person might not be as um, strong and powerful as I was to change that situation around. And I decided to write him a letter 
And the letter goes like this. The reason why I write this letter is to let you know that I forgive you. Only in hope that you will never do this again. This is not how you treat a tourist or people in general. If you would ever do something like this again, I know that if you ever have kids, you will think about this. Never treat a woman like this again. It's bad for your karma. And I folded the letter and he um, he dropped me off right where I needed to belong. I gave him the letter, I shook his hand and I got out of the car and nothing happened. So yeah, um, I think this is one of the craziest stories of me hitchhiking there is more crazy stories to come but not as dangerous as this one i think this one was the the most dangerous burton um uh story and when i told told this story afterwards um i've told this story many many times and i think the The craziest thing is that he was um, texting his friends um, and we were only nine kilometers from Fazigwasu and he was texting his friends the whole route there. And I'm thinking maybe his friends were going to come too. Maybe his friends were going to join us. Um, and maybe if, I don't know, it could have turned out totally different. Um... Yeah, I was I was very lucky. And the moment we stepped into that room, right before the moment we stepped into that room, I knew that I I was expecting the worst. I was expecting to be raped by 10 men and and to be killed. And the only thing I was thinking of is I'm not going down without a fight. Like, I will fight until my last breath. Um, and I think because I had such a survival mode instinct on. And because I was very focused in my head. And I had such a poker face on. That I was able to, to control this situation and to turn it around and... Yeah, I I truly believe that us women, we are very powerful. And, and again, I think I talked about fear before. And this is, again, some where fear comes in. Fear is our worst enemy. And as soon as I felt like it was a wrong situation, I could have been afraid. But fear wouldn't have all help me at the situation if i would fear take over i would have not dared to push him i would have not dared to say anything to him and he would have yeah he would have pushed me in a certain situation that i wouldn't have wanted um yeah i really really hope i can touch some people's 
inspiration and and let you know that even though we might not have the muscles we do have the strength and even if you're a man and you think you're weak because you don't have muscles or you think you're weaker than an, another because you look different or you feel different we have a core inner power that is called survival and if you really need it you can tune into that energy and and manifest from it and yeah you will be able to 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 do great things um yeah all right i think i'm going to keep this episode short um because i think this is a yeah this is such a big message that i want to send out in the world and and yeah it's a powerful one um it's about a white rabbit who is traveling 300 days without money in 2016-17 and has the craziest adventures uh who's going on a trip down memory lane with this podcast and this is one of her crazy stories all right next episode i will talk about my stay at fosdigwasu and tell you how i fall head over heels for a guy in argentina and um how i let love make me have crazy decisions and do a crazy hitchhike <laughs> after this after going through this yeah it's uh now it's gonna there's gonna be more insane stories coming up all right uh thank you so much for listening um this was the white rabbit tuning out from episode number 11 bye